Welcome back to the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. And this, of course, the Sean Casey commentary. Bidenflation is our topic today. Uh, why Bidenflation? Because uh, this, I think, um, besides the southern border, our open borders, this, I believe, is the number one issue in this midterm election year. Why do I say that? Because while the southern border is experienced, unfortunately, by our fellow Americans in Texas and New Mexico, in Arizona, and in California, and eventually they are distributed throughout the land. Not the entire country doesn't feel or see the effects of what open borders does. I mean, we feel it as a taxpayer with all the money that we have to spend on illegal aliens for health care, for education, for monthly stipends, which I'm told is $900. I've had people tell me that uh, they've got their mothers and fathers who work their entire lives as law-abiding citizens who are making less than that. Imagine uh, law-abiding citizens making less on Social Security, which they paid into over time. It's not a entitlement. It is a benefit. Uh, but illegal aliens who haven't contributed one red cent uh, to uh, America are now taking tax dollars. Uh, and look, we're a generous country. We're a compassionate country for those who are legitimately politically and or uh, persecuted for their religion. Uh, we should uh, open up our arms and to give us your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, uh, breathing to be free, yearning to be free, I should say, from the Statue of Liberty. Uh, but, you know, we get to this, uh, this bottom line is we are being overrun and overwhelmed. So, but not everybody feels that. I mean, we could talk about it and it is a problem. It's a huge problem. And we see it though. And the, and the crime rates, they go up. Uh, the amount of uh, illegal aliens that are carrying uh, firearms and fentanyl into our country, uh, those that are guilty of uh, crimes in our school systems and on our streets, the drunk driving, uh, et cetera. Uh, so there is a impact that we all feel, um, but not all of us feel it the same. Inflation, everyone who buys groceries, everyone who gets gas, Everyone that's looking to purchase a house or goods due to supply chain issues are going through the same problem. And that's why it's usually economic, pocketbook, or wallet issues that end up uh, turning elections or defining elections. And I think we have, in this particular case, uh, once again, uh, the um, the defining issue. Because I don't think inflation or Bidenflation, and I had this debate with, one of my friends is an economist saying that he thought that inflation would still be there, but maybe a point less had Trump uh, stayed in office. And I vehemently disagreed because from day one, Biden came in, took an energy dominant nation, uh, an energy exporting nation and turned us into an energy dependent nation. He opened up our borders, which puts a drain on taxpayer uh, funds. We then also began printing money like it was going out of style. And the Federal Reserve was very slow to act if it it did nothing at all. Um, Again, you've got too much money or money supply in our economy right now. When there's too much money uh, and not enough demand for goods, then people raise the prices of their goods, uh, and that is how you get inflation. Uh, There's too much supply, not enough demand. And so we've had these three or four bills. Some of them started under Trump, but the big ones, uh, the trillion-dollar ones, uh, came under Biden and the Democrats 
Republicans not voting for any of that. So we've got the just the super hyper printing of money. We've got the energy sector losses. We have supply chain issues. We have people willing to stay at home, not working uh, for their free COVID checks. You, you tie all that in. Those policies have consequences, and that's where we are today at 8.5% inflation. It is the worst. That's a really bad number. It is the worst it's been in 41 years, the worst since 1981. It is the sort of number that will absolutely define the Biden presidency. And what does that mean to you? Let me give you the other uh, number, too. The producer price index rose 11.2% from a year ago in March. That is the biggest gain on record as well. So you have the CPI, consumer price index, inflation, the PPI, the producer price inflation uh, index, rather, on um, that's what wholesalers, uh, the prices they pay, and if their prices go up, it, uh, then they raise their prices to the retailers who purchase directly from the wholesalers. So that's why, uh, wait for it, you're going to be paying a lot more uh, for your groceries and things of that nature. Uh, and compared to a year ago, you're paying 48% more today for gasoline, uh, 35.3% more for a used car, a used car. Average price, 29000 21%, uh, 21.6% more for your natural gas bill, 13.7% more for your meat, your fish, and your eggs, 12.5% more for a new car, 11.1% more for electricity, 10% more for food at home, 7.7% more for transportation, 6.9% more for food away from home, 6.8% more for apparel, 5% more for shelter. And look, we're not in a bad mood just because gas is much more expensive. You and I are in a bad mood because just about everything is more expensive. And again, on the producer price side, more than half of the overall wholesale increase in March was due to a nearly 6% jump in prices for energy and a 20% jump in the price of diesel fuel in particular. Indices for gasoline, vegetables, jet fuel, iron, steel, scrap metal, electric power also moved higher. The four major producers of fertilizer in the world, Russia, Belarus, China, and Ukraine, three of those countries wrapped up in a war and the other being friends of Russia, have uh, cut back on their fertilizer, meaning our farmers can't get the fertilizer they need so we can produce more here at home. Wheat production is down in Ukraine, one of the world's largest wheat producers. So you can see some of it is, a very small part of it is on Putin, but most of it is on Biden. But Biden wants to do the old bait and switch. He wants you to believe it's all Putin's fault. Seventy percent of the increase in inflation was a consequence of Putin's price hike because of the impact on oil prices, 70%. We need we need to address these high prices and urgently for working folks out there. 80%, according to the Wall Street Journal, 80% of the inflationary pressures uh, were prior to the Putin invasion, 80%. And remember when they told us last year that when we saw inflation begin to rise, that it was transitory? Uh, well, uh, now we are at this point, uh, 13, 14 months later, after we saw the first 
index rise. Uh, it is not transitory. It is still with us and is getting worse. It will continue to get worse and may actually be even double digits by midterm election time, just 206 days from now. So that's what should, repeat, should drive massive Republican uh, victory this fall in the House. I still maintain we could see upwards of 100 seats flip. It could be the greatest bloodbath in history. And I think at least five Senate seats uh, pick up, uh, which will put the Senate in the majority uh, of the Republicans, and the White House will be Biden's. And again, when you look at this, it didn't. The inflation, I think, when Trump left office, is one point seven percent. One point seven. It is now eight point five percent. And the first jump in inflation we saw two months into the Biden administration, and that has to do with his energy policies and the open borders, and the uh, the proposed uh, spending bills that we were getting out of Congress. So that has all led to uh, record low uh, ratings, approval ratings for Joe Biden. The latest approval rating stands at 33% among American adults in a Quinnipiac University poll released this week. 33%. Now, yes, there were some presidents who were lower at one point in their presidency, Bush 43, Bush 41, I think. Uh, you also had, uh, I think, uh, Richard Nixon. Uh, was lower at one point. Jimmy Carter was lower at one point, but you know, again, not in their first year of their uh, of the term. Usually, that was after years of devastating policies. In Nixon's case, it came at the end because of Watergate. Uh, Carter, all four years were devastatingly bad, uh, and uh, for Bush, a uh, uh, forty-three, the first uh, term went pretty well. Of course, uh, the war, the nine eleven, we got hit on that, but then, of course, the the meltdown. In 2008, uh, really sealed his fate. But 33%. This is the second time Biden has been rated this low in this particular survey. First time occurring in January. And basically, he has seen a drastically different light depending on respondents' political affiliation. So only 26% of independents approve. 26%. You need to capture most of the independents to move the election. Because it's only one third of the if that much, it may be 28% of the country is liberal. The vast majority of the country really is center-right. Uh, but that center, the independents, they're the ones that swing elections back and forth uh, every four years. And last time they swung to Biden. This time they're going to swing to the Republicans in the midterms. Uh, again, 76% of Democrats approve of Biden. Compare those to the numbers in swing states where uh President Trump uh, gets anywhere from 77% approval in Pennsylvania uh, and all the way up to 89%, I think it is, uh, in um, in Georgia. So in those swing states, Ohio and, and Wisconsin and Michigan, uh, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, et cetera, uh, the president is 77 to uh, almost 90% approval ratings. 39% of Americans said they approve of Biden, Biden's handling of the response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine uh, so he's upside down. He's underwater at just about every level. So remember the term Reaganomics? That's what uh, the left tried to, uh, again, uh, even Bush 41 called it voodoo economics. It's trickle-down theory, uh, meaning that, uh, again, you you cut taxes at the top brackets, you cut taxes at the upper brackets of the middle class, more money gets uh, more, more money gets spent into the economy, more jobs are created, and eventually that trickles down 
into the lower middle class and to the poor, which it largely did. Of course, you spent, uh, the left spent a lot of time arguing that the Democrats, uh, were the ones that, uh, again, the, the rich, all this, this class envy, uh, is what is constantly being, uh, you know, triggering and, and reminding people that it's the billionaires. And now, of course, the billionaires are going to be under a Biden proposal, uh, punished with a 20% tax, uh, on top of the other tax brackets as well. So they want to punish wealth. They want to punish achievement and accomplishment. Uh, I can tell you this, uh, and you probably would agree with me. I can't remember the last time I got a job from a poor person. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And that's going to wrap it for this edition of the Casey Commentary Bidenflation. Uh, have a great Easter Sunday. We'll drop a new episode on Monday here of the Sean Casey Show, a podcast for patriots. Until then, make sure you have a happy Easter and remember to stay free.